All right, it says I am now recording. It says I am recording as well. I always love it when your thing restarts my thing. <laughs> the basis of, a, basis of a good relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps it fresh. You know, Paul, Paul always gets there first. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> that's because I'm not in it for your enjoyment. <laughs> I feel like that's a tombstone epitaph right there for Paul when he's dead. I'm not in it for your enjoyment. <laughs> I'm, I finished first. This is Paul. Hi, I'm Andrew, and this third position feels awfully nice. It's very cushy, cushy up here. <laughs> oh, we, we, we're, we're, we're gentle with the third person on the podcast. It's are we? Four. <laughs> it's when there's four that we have to split uh-huh. our attention. It doesn't work. We are recording Sunday evening as opposed to our normal Saturday morning and have already observed that there's a very different energy Sunday night than uh, on Saturday morning. But guys... I went to the movies this week. What? Ooh. I did. I did. And this is this this is going to blow your hair back. It's mm. actually funny books adjacent. Yeah, I went to go see the new Elvis movie. And in, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. First thing to, to connect note, the dots. Yeah. <laughs> first thing to note. I bought the tickets because it was my understanding the wife wanted to go see the new Elvis movie. And as we're driving to the new Elvis movie, my wife says, "So you're really looking forward to this?" And I'm like, I said, what? And she's like, you're really looking forward to this? And I said, um, my, I, I, we're going to this because you wanted to go see it. She goes, I don't want to see this movie. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to just go to lunch instead? And she goes, no, we got tickets. We'll go ahead and go. And she's like, I just don't understand why we're not going to go see Top Gun. And I'm like, that was my thought. <laughs> so how how did you misunderstand your wife's desire so bad? She, she went off on an article that she had read about Austin Butler, who plays Elvis in the film, and you know, just how interesting it sounds. And and she's like, yeah, you know, I mean, it sounds like a decent movie. She explained later. She said, I just, you know, it's a movie that I could watch on TV at home at some point. It mm-hmm. didn't feel like it needed, you know, to be seen on the big screen. Yes. Fast forward through the movie. Uh, number one. <laughs> Movie's fantastic. I it is three hours short in a lot of ways. I mean it's it's a really very entertaining film. And here's how it's funny books adjacent. Uh, Captain Marvel Jr. is not only mentioned at length in the film. There is a cut to pages of the comic book, and there's even a comic book animated moment in the film. Also adjacent to that other podcast we do, Star Trek is in it a lot. I was I was amazed at uh, how much how mu- how many of the things that I am interested in were on the screen. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, wow. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the in fact that the very opening scene in the film uh, features Paul Star Trek: The Experience from Las Vegas. What? what? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I thought like, you were going to say it features Paul, and I was like, yeah. I don't know that I signed off on that. I'm waiting for my <laughs> paycheck. Yeah, but no, it was really good. I, I got to tell you, I, I, I very much enjoyed the film. Now, you know, it uh, it takes a very rosy view of uh, of the king, but uh, you know, it doesn't get into you know his crazier days towards it the end. The drug but, use. Well, and just you know how insane he had become you know uh like you know his wanting to be uh you know brought in as a federal agent to assist you know uh richard nixon in ridding the world of of marijuana and and what all was there the uh, scene where he shoots out the uh television screen in it yes it was actually all right yeah Yeah. but no it was really good very entertaining and i gotta tell you austin butler perfectly cast as elvis i mean uh he he there are times where like God damn, that's Elvis, <laughs> you know, but uh, and, 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 you know, usually in film, when you make a movie about, you know, real life people, the, the film provides you prettier people playing those roles. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case with uh, Priscilla Presley's role. Uh, and actor, the, the, the actor playing her was terrific, but she just wasn't nearly as pretty as the actual uh, uh, Priscilla Presley. But other than that, I mean, it was a really very good movie. Very much enjoyed it. Funny books recommend. You know, I, you, I saw. You, well, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, despite the fact that it was funny books adjacent and that you uh, enjoyed it, do you still kind of wish that you saw Top Gun? Uh, yeah, yeah, because I yeah. still have not seen the Top Gun. Yeah, so uh, Top Gun is so good. If you like the original Top Gun, you're gonna like the the Maverick uh, Top Gun. But but. I saw the preview for Elvis and I very much like Suzanne. I was like, it yeah, looks good to see. I don't, I don't never have the desire to see it in a theater, but it's something I kind of watch when streaming somewhere down the road. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I recommend it. All right. Yeah. Well, well, do you know what else was good? What's that? What's that? Andrew, the series finale or the season finale, perhaps of the Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, streaming show through Disney plus. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know if it's a season or a series finale. I thought I'd heard they'd greenlit a second season, but I couldn't find that to verify it this morning. I think the actors want one, but I think it was only planned to be a a, a one-season show. You know, now Ewan McGregor, I mean, you know, of course they're doing promotion for it, but Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are like, not sure how it would work, but sure, we'd we'd be be all game for it. Where do you go with the story? I'm, I, I have some issues with the, this this series. Most overall, like there's a couple things that bother me continuity wise. But uh, what did you think about the finale, Paul? You know, for I'm a huge Star Wars fan. In fact, probably on this podcast, I am amongst the biggest Star Wars fan. Um, okay. I, 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 of the one Star Wars major fan, no. Uh, I, I'm just a huge Star Wars fan, and you know the continuity issues didn't bother me as much as i expected um they were, i mean they, they tried to address as many of them as possible before the series was over i will say yeah um there's still like one minor nitpick i would have which is that you know leia kind of sees obi-wan kenobi die as an adult and really doesn't bat an eye yeah uh but other than that i gotta say i, I genuinely enjoyed this show and we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast when we talked about this um show is that the first two episodes i did not care for especially the second episode for me it felt cheap um but after once the third episode hit the show really sung for me and uh i i truly enjoyed the way it ended I, i i thought that last episode wrapped up everything great if they don't make another season i'll be fine 
I, in fact, I kind of prefer they don't because it feels like anything else would be forcing it. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I, I truly I, enjoyed the, the final episode. I think your opportunities here are not an Obi-Wan season two, but something else picking up with, you know, Twisted Sister. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, maybe there's a cameo with Ewan McGregor in it, you know. Uh, but I, I, I don't... I don't think that there is a reasonable space to do an actual Obi-Wan season two uh, season, a, a, a second season for it, because you just start packing in so much stuff that happens that, you know, I don't know how you tell an effective story there. I mean, yeah. you have 18 years to play with, right? 10 years now, because there are 10 in, in this first season of Obi-Wan. So, you know, you have but, I assumed Luke's kind of what, 18, 16 ish around the time of, of uh-huh. New Hope. Uh, so you've got six or eight years, 19. but kind of. 19 okay so you got yeah. nine years of of universe time but i, I agree that story-wise with within the context of the established continuity i don't know what it would have to be something away from tattooing and away from you know lay and all the rest and have to be something completely different uh because i don't think you could i'm already a little there's a couple things i'm already a little upset continuity wise so mm-hmm. i don't think you'd do more within the luke leia tattooing dynamic right. yeah i mean you, yeah. you could do something with, with obi-wan but, Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan hooking up with uh, Yoda mm-hmm. going to Dagobah yeah, for some reason. But, you know, the the, the I just don't, I don't know what story opportunities you have. Ah, uh, yeah. That don't upset the the cart, you know, for what we know happens prior just prior to episode yeah. four or feel just, entirely I, unnecessary. Right. right like, if you yeah. send Obi-Wan off on his own adventure, that's not tied in whatsoever. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I mean again. Hey, um, excuse me. Hugh McGregor was great, but I just don't know that I need anymore. I How, think that there's an opportunity, you know, though, to to tell your, you know, Reva story, right? Yeah. Uh, with Could, you know perhaps some, you know, you've got uh, Ice Cube's son, right? Yeah. You've got you've got uh, you got a couple of different opportunities there. And hey, by the way, we still haven't met Obi Wan's brother. You know, I mean, so yeah, I think there's some there opportunity. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's some opportunities there, but I don't think they involve you and McGregor. Well, yeah. you know, one thing I was going to pitch was what if this, you know, network of people uh, headed by, you know, Ice Cube's son, uh, you know, that could be a storyline where they need <laughs> they need Obi-Wan for some reason that, that, you know, there's some something they need his help with where it's away from, uh, you know, the kind of the core plot line of New Hope. Mm-hmm. But it does involve kind of the stuff they've set up in the first, you know, or the uh, oh, I can't remember his name, the fake Jedi scam artist Love right that right that yeah, guy's got Leonardo a great Gianni. character yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah. his character name but yeah um he was awesome in in, in obi-wan uh so you know what if they needed uh some sort of help from obi-wan and came to tatooine to you know try to bring him back in and it then they go off you know t- uh you know perpendicular to the main plot line of of yeah. star wars you know i gotta say the, the thing that i thought we were gonna get is I thought there would be a, you know, a Vader force lightning almost sort of uh, fight, but, you know, uh, in which Obi-Wan gets aged up. Yeah, you know, be- right. Because they're, they're, you know, to your point, you know, it's nine years. You know, we finished this and it's nine years before we meet Obi-Wan in episode four. And let me tell you, the years have not been kind. No. <laughs> well, <either. laughs> no. well, you know, because he quit his job. He didn't have that fresh meat for him, Aaron. So. <laughs> His diet, just protein work. deficiency, <laughs> his yeah. protein deficiency took it out of him. Yeah, I did expect to see, you know, maybe Vader zap him, age him up a bit, but no, we didn't right. see any of that. I, I, if there was a season two, there's two ways I'd go with it. 
I would have Obi-Wan and Yoda maybe go seek out Obi-Wan's original brother, get a little bit more about his childhood. You can find you can you can it's still a way to tie it to characters, you know, and want to see without necessarily breaking continuity or just say, screw it. Fast forward 10 years. You've already got Hayden Christensen. Have a Darth Vader show. Introduce Dr. Afra. Spin that off. I do think there's a lot of opportunity to tell Darth Vader stories. Yeah, because there's a whole there, there's a whole lot of people Darth Vader hasn't killed uh, in that <laughs> that we haven't seen in that nine year period. You know, right. I mean, I think there is a whole lot of just Darth Vader brooding on his throne that we haven't gotten to see. I'm down for that. No. But, you know, Vader says Vader says this is why you'll always lose Obi-Wan. And I just wanted to Obi-Wan to come back and say, ah, do you remember <laughs> having no legs, losing an arm and oh, by the way. Being on fire last time we saw each other, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> well, and I, I gotta say, I love the actress they cast as young Leia. She was phenomenal. Uh, she, was, her. she was great. Uh, you know, because usually kids in these shows can tend to be a little annoying. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just a uh-huh. little annoying, like you know, like 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 him, like young Anakin. Um, but no, I thought Leia was was a great addition. I thought the actress was great. Um, Honestly, I have very few complaints about the the did, series. Did, did you catch the original Anakin voiceover? I did. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they they did a really, especially again these last four episodes, three yeah three through six, um, just really great callbacks. Um, and in episode six, I just I love how everything tied up. Nice little bow. Little sad, you know, Bail Organa got blowed up at the start of a a New Hope, but. One of the things I enjoyed most about Obi-Wan Kenobi is, and I don't know how familiar you guys are with Star Wars Rebels, but this show is very much a sister show to Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Um, you know, with the the Inquisitors, you know, and basically where Obi-Wan ended up a few, you know, after a few years, because I know a lot of people wanted to see Darth Maul in this series, but that probably would have broken continuity based on what happened in Star Wars Rebels. So I really enjoyed how closely tied it was with that series um because well, dave, dave filoni did both right you know i don't know how much dave filoni was involved in the obi-wan kenobi show mm-hmm. um i didn't i don't remember seeing his name as much in the credits like i don't think this is one of those favreau filoni shows okay i think they just did a really good job of tying it together with what's going on in those well yeah I overall love the series uh it was yeah. a nice nice uh improvement after book of boba fett so uh yeah. i'm excited for the next one yeah. And I'll and I'll revisit it. This one I I probably will revisit. Um, I you know Bo- Boba Fett. I don't know that I would, but this one I will. I'd watch the last maybe two episodes of Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, once once Mando shows up, but uh, uh, once yeah, they're off the planet, once once he gets through that whole let's go to the the Luke's planet and spend an episode navel gazing. Right <laughs> after there, I would pick it. I'd pick it back up. <laughs> well, you know, Andrew, I know we may disagree. <laughs> On that specific episode, of yes, Book we of Boba Fett. But last week, when when we recorded, you had mentioned that you were all caught up on Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, um, and actually, this may have been after we recorded. Uh, this may have been post podcast recording where yeah. we talked about Amazing Spider-Man, and you had expressed that the things that I enjoyed most about issue one, which was kind of the crime element, Tombstone, that kind of thing, were much more prevalent in issue two and three where Jerk Peter kind of took a little bit of a step back. 
Because that's what it really rubbed me wrong about issue one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we both disliked about issue one quite a bit. Wayne did as well. Uh, it, and we both were all interested in the gangland violence. And mm-hmm. that is definitely what we got in issues two, three. And then uh, I don't know. Are you? Did you get caught up? Did you Did you no, break I my heart all, this week? <laughs> no, I read all three issues, Andrew. Because, nice. Well, I will say one of the things that I have enjoyed about. So I, spoiler warnings, issues two through four, I loved. Nice. Um, genuinely enjoy them. Yes. I think one of the, but Peter hasn't had a chance to be jerk Peter. Nope. Because basically two, three, and four have just been this nonstop roller coaster of of Peter doing battle with Tombstone and you know being captured and tortured and breaking out and he hasn't really had that opportunity to delve into what did Peter do that caused everyone to be pissed off at him. Yeah, since so, it's been Peter Parker has been 10% of the story, and Spider-Man's been 90% of the story yeah. in issues 2, 3, and 4. And because of that, I have really enjoyed these these um, these issues. And Tombstone's character, you know... Phenomenal, has, has right? He's phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. So well-written. Um, you know, I mean, the JRJR art is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I will say it has not, in this series, not been as offensive no, it it's not. It's not been series. as bad as some other uh, John Romita series. It's it's not offensive, but it's not it's not the perp. It's not the greatest art ever, but it's okay. It's serviceable. Yeah, and not to be a jerk about it, but I don't feel like he's necessarily had to have been pushed on the series. It's a lot of talking heads. Yeah. Or you know, fighting in one room. There there hasn't been too much to really stretch his skills. There haven't been a whole lot of double page spreads. I don't know if there's been any double page spreads. I don't think so. I don't. Think but so. no. Andrew, I mean, I got to say, for for your recommendation, I, I, I got to thank you because I was truly out on this series. And this is very much um, the type of Spider-Man, you know, the street level crime doesn't get too cosmic. No clones, just <laughs> just, you know, Spider-Man versus Tombstone as a crime boss, you know, very much harkens back to the type of stories I liked in the 90s. Um, and, you know, when I was reading Spider-Man more prevalently. So I really enjoyed it. And I love Tombstone as a villain. So. You know, the, what they've done with his character has been really strong in this series. And, uh, you know, ju- I don't want to reveal it for people like perhaps yourself who hear us talk about it and then go go reread, you know, issues two, three and four who might have been put off by issue one. But the turn at the end of issue four with how it all resolved. Oh, yeah. It was so yeah, good. I was not expecting it. it. Neither did I. I was completely taken by surprise with how. Uh, how it all ended up uh, wrapping up because I mean, this should be the end of the gangland storyline being yeah, at the front. It should be going to sales, which also makes me worried that I'm going to hate issue five. Well, the, technically issue five is the end of this arc. So is I think we still have one more issue. So it's like epilogue. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, maybe not to put spoiler warnings on it, but I think there, I think we are going to get a confrontation based on what happened in this issue. Oh, okay. All right. I, I could see that. Uh, so we got one more issue with the gangland story, and then I'm a little worried, though, about where it goes, because I feel like they'll turn more towards the jerk Peter uh, part of the story once they yeah. finish up the gangland war uh, storyline. Because, you know, so I'm going to read a little bit of this um, description of, of issue five, because it's at the end of the comicsology. It pops up a little next in series. Yeah. Uh, the end of the first arc of this historic new volume is here, and you won't believe what we're putting the web slinger through. Um Certain characters have their most brutal battle ever, uh, but the worst damage isn't going to be physical. Also, did you notice this was Legacy number 899? 
That I did not. Next issue is so that that I mean that's literally what it says in the description. Um, so Amazing Spider-Man issue six is going to be Legacy issue nine hundred. So probably like a ten dollar issue. But yeah, you know, kind of the the core concept of the series when it started was this jerk Peter turn. Um, and like I said, we've taken a break for from it, but I do think Andrew, it's going to return back in issue six. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. Uh, so I don't know if I'll stick on this series long term, but I, I will tell all of our listeners that uh, the first five issues, at least definitely the first four issues, I imagine the fifth issue containing that have been very strong, very good storytelling, and, and I recommend them. Yeah, especially if issue five wraps up the whole tombstone thing, then yeah, issue six may, we'll see, we'll see. But right <laughs> now, I'm in, I like it, and uh, I, I was surprised uh, how much I liked it. Excellent. Now. Another book that surprised me and was it, New okay. Fantastic Four, issue one. Paul, Paul, did it surprise you in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> in such a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was worried there for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I thought we might have an argument here in a second. Yeah, I mean Peter Peter David wrote this book. Well, well I, I don't I don't think the writing's the main problem. I I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me, so I kind of feel like it was. All right, uh, uh, Aaron, why don't I, you why don't you chime in here? Well, I I don't think that the writing is as sharp or as interesting as I would like it to be, but I also have a real issue with some of the character designs. Yeah. Uh, the art in the book is really well done, yeah. but but the well, I mean, like there are are pages where I'm like, okay, I like this page, right? You know, oh, yes. no, yeah, nothing yeah. on this page offends me. I think right. this is this is competently drawn. And then there are you know there are characters like the the big bad in this book. Even in his human guise, bothers me. I don't like mm-hmm. the way he's drawn, and I don't care for the, for when there's the big reveal that he's a demon. I don't care for how he's drawn. He just looks like a car a cartoon. Very he much so. Yeah, I mean, it just it looks like something from Saturday Morning versus a comic book. I also do not care for the depiction of Wolverine. Um, you know, I, I'm fine with Joe Fixit. I'm fine with Spider Man, and to a lesser degree, Ghost Rider. But you know, some of the character uh, designs are just not. Uh, firing for me and i understand that this is a throwback to the 1990s series and so they're trying to ape some of those styles but it just wasn't really effectively done and going back to the writing you know i I had made comments on on an earlier episode that peter david's writing really hasn't been uh where i'd like to see it um Mm -hmm. you know since since his uh illness and he had really come back into fighting form in his Maestro books. So I was like, okay, this is a return to return to form for Peter David. Not so in this book. I just really did not care for his take on the book. I mean, I'm for, curious about some of the the story elements, uh, but I completely agree. The the very cartoon, not just the main demon, but then when they see the other demons in the during uh-huh. the riot, uh, right. they, they they look very uh, silly uh, and in, poorly in, thought out. I mean, it, they yeah. just look they look like I, it almost looks like okay, well, I'll just pencil this in. We'll come back and put in real faces later. You know, it just ugh. Like in the picture where they're standing in front of the, uh, I don't know, was that deck, the culvert that go leads underground, uh, uh-huh. and you see like the five of them from from behind. Uh-huh. It's just such a, it just looks so bad. Like yeah, there, certainly there are there are panels where I think you know okay this is great like the Spider-Man Vulture you know oh cool, yeah is is terrific yeah but you're right you know the the walking through the sewers right 
was just uninspired from beginning to end. Yeah. You know, there's just, and, and, you know, yeah, there's not going to be a lot exciting to see, but Batman happens to do it in almost every issue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, so, so why isn't, why couldn't they have done something that was a little bit more interesting? This Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. For me, this book very much reminded me both in storytelling and art. Like, do you guys remember those Marvel adventures books? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, basically the all ages titles. Um, yeah. That, that Marvel used to produce, I think now they kind of farmed it out to Dark Horse or, or IDW. But the art style and the writing both felt like that to me. I felt like, other than the fact that it was demons, I felt like I was reading a kid's book. Yeah. Um, you know, the storytelling really, you know, so the, the whole concept is that the new Fantastic Four are drawn, drawn to Las Vegas, you know, supernaturally. I didn't realize that at first. And so Spider-Man basically just leaves Vulture mid-battle to to go, hey, you know, I just need to go to Vegas right now. And that just felt very odd to me in the storytelling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of harkens back to something that I feel like I would read in a kid's book. You know, like it doesn't need to make a lot of sense. You just need to know that the characters got to Vegas somehow. Right. Um, and so that that that's very much what this read like to me, like a, like an old Marvel Adventures book. I can um, see that. I can see but, that. But in a bad way, because I actually enjoyed some of those. Well, you were younger. Yeah, fair. I was younger. I was a wee lad. Um, <laughs> I did not. I enjoyed. I I disenjoyed this so much <laughs> <laughs> that I am out. Like I'm not yeah. bother with issue two. I don't. Ah. I don't expect the quality to turn around. I agree. Which is a bummer because I was super looking forward to this book, and I'm sure when we talk to Wayne next week, he'll have something positive to say about this book. He'll love it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but he'll love it. <laughs> But, you know, kind of what we're, you know, we're talking about nothing but Marvel this week, funny enough. Um, Right. But, you know, Amazing Spider-Man, I liked because it kind of harkened back to the 90s tales that I enjoyed with Tombstone and like Spectacular Spider-Man and things like that. New Fantastic Four, again, harkening back to tales um, from the 90s uh, in the Fantastic Four book. And we're kind of and the last book is also a book that harkens back to the 90s comic books with Ron Mars and Ron Lim on Silver Surfer Rebirth. And, you know, that that series, last issue, came out this week. Aaron, I think it finished. It, it stuck the landing? I, I think it did stick the landing. I think it finished strong. I, uh, I very much enjoyed this series from beginning to end. I, I, I never get tired of seeing Ron Lim draw, uh, and he was spectacular throughout. Yeah, the art uh, song I, I, this entire series. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I dug it. I, I I very much enjoyed this series. Um, I need to see more of it. I hope the sales were strong enough that to bring them back for another run at this because boy, it was it was a lot of fun. Well, and I will say one of the things that excited me most about this issue is on page one, which is kind of the cover or the uh, title page of the book. You see Silver Surfer and Thanos and all the characters you've seen throughout the series, Galactus, Captain Marvel. And in the corner, you see Adam Warlock. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, is Adam Warlock going to be in this book? Sadly, he was not. Yeah. But that's what I, but this creative team, if they're, you know, if they're good with Silver Surfer for now, give me some Adam Warlock, especially yeah. with the movie coming out. Yeah. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to feature Adam Warlock. Get this yeah. team, get this creative team on an Adam Warlock miniseries. Can I just say that Silver Surfer running the bad guy through with his surfboard <laughs> is so fucking gnarly? <laughs> I, I was actually not expecting that. Yeah, nor was I. Nor was I. I, was I was like, oh, oh. Well, 
And 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 Norrin Rod wasn't expecting it either. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was just, it really very enjoyable. Very yeah, enjoyable. this was a great series. You know, unlike New Fantastic Four, which and I think one of the the you know Peter David did not write the original uh, tale. We talked about Correct. this last week that it was Walt Simonson and Art Adams, and they're bringing in a new creative team to kind of I don't want to say ape the style, but continue the story, and it did right. not work. Um, whereas this showed that some of those guys from, you know, the nineties still got it yeah. and can alter their style, whether it's writing or art enough to be relevant and interesting for modern audiences. So Silver yeah. Surfer Rebirth, Birth, highly recommend it. Good stuff. Hey, Paul. Yes. What's coming out next week? Well, we have an interesting week next week, Aaron. An interesting so, week. Ooh, mm. Interesting ooh. week. You know, we have new issues of, of action comics and She-Hulk. Are you guys still reading She-Hulk? Is anyone well, reading She-Hulk? It, there hasn't been an issue since April. Right. This is the first. It's it's oh, been quiet. Really? Yeah, it, they hit. It was January, March, April, and then it's been quiet since then. So yeah, I'm still interested in it, but there just hasn't been anything new. Okay, it's well. like the judge declared a recess. It means you're it means you're <laughs> caught up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that comes out next week. In addition, we also have a new DC versus Vampires uh, one shot. DC versus Vampires Killers. I think they're doing a couple of these in between. Um, you know, while the series is on recess or hiatus. Um, I'm excited is, for the day when I can finally read that in trade. Uh, I'm very excited to so read good. DC versus vampires. I've listen to you guys talk about it. There's a new series from Marvel um, featuring uh, Jessica Jones called the variants written by Gail Simone with art by Phil Noto. Seems kind of interesting. I, I might check out how the preview pages look. Yeah. Definitely. I'll check it out. Same. Um, and even is though it variants, of, variants TS or yes, TS. Yes, TS. Gotcha. Um, and just want to put it out there, even though none of us are reading it, is that <laughs> Bat- Batman Catwoman issue 12 is coming out. After all this time, finally, that Tom King Batman arc is ending. Because, you know, that he had, whatever, 88 issues on the Batman title. And he's like, I'm just going to finish this in a, in a side miniseries. And it feels like that was years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the conclusion is finally happening this coming week in Batman Catwoman issue 12. You know, I haven't read a single issue of uh, I read the first issue and I it reminded me of why I dropped the book when he was writing it. Yeah. I'm I plan to read it in the app uh once it's all there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean I haven't missed it. You know, I enjoyed there were some of those Tom King books I really enjoyed, but boy, you know, dude. Yeah. Tell tell the tell your story faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, so, you know, that's what's coming out in comic stores. But I will say, you know, though it's a, for me a bit of a lukewarm week in comics, I'm very excited because this Friday is all uh, the release of the final two episodes of Stranger Things yeah. Ooh, uh, on yeah. Netflix, season all. four. I'm all and uh, so we'll have to talk about that. And um, well, even though between the two episodes, it's four hours of television. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of TV. Gotta, gotta say, but, you know, it's a long weekend. It's the July 4th weekend. Uh-huh, yeah. And I think on Amazon, um, there's a new Chris Pratt series coming out called The there Terminal is. List. Yeah, I've been seeing previews for it all over the place. It, it also has Taylor Kitsch. You know, so it is podcast adjacent because it's got John Carter in it. Huh. <laughs> huh. huh. What if they were going to come out with a sequel to John Carter? <laughs> well, you know, it's the it's the it's the advertising that did that movie. Yeah. I love that movie so much, though. <laughs> it was so good. So, so good. good. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, hey, uh, we want to know what you thought about this week's book. 
Let us know what you thought about Elvis or any other, you know, podcast adjacent movie you saw. Give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. You can also hit us up on social media, IOMGeek on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All right, guys, we'll do it all over again next week. Take care. Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.